you know, they were actually that bad. Uh, look, it's tough to watch. I, I got to be honest, it's tough to watch Auburn and enjoy it. Um, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, the game. Oh, no, I, I, I definitely imagine for you, I mean, but it's just, it's, uh, it's an ugly product right now. The offense can't seem to get in any sort of a rhythm uh, until the final drive because everybody's in a prevent at that point. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't looked to see if there's a particular thing receivers are doing. It looks like Stidham is having to move around more than he would like to. Um, you know, which tells me the offensive line yeah, is they struggling. Need to bench him. Yeah, they need to bench him. I mean, you know, and, and I've heard some things from the inside out about what's going on and how there's dissension in the locker room. And good Lord, if it don't sound a lot like what uh, Florida State went through um, – uh, last year, but uh, you know, I I just I have a hard time looking at an Auburn team that brings back so brought back so much from last year, and they're going to struggle. But at the same point in time, you know, I mean, ever since the '90s, uh, you know, Auburn has a habit of oh, we won double digit games, and the next year, you know, subtract four wins from that total, and that's probably what we're going to do. And, and I don't understand that. You know, I mean, I was talking to uh, to Quinn the other day about it, and I said, look, you know, y'all might just be in the unfortunate spot of being like Michigan State right now, where it's every two, three years you're going to pop up and you're going to do things, you're going to make plays, you're going to win games, and you'll make a, make a playoff push and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. but, but well, in between, I mean, you're going to have your rough stretches where you're building, and that's just because you have a juggernaut next door. You know, like Michigan State's issue is they can't recruit on the same level as Ohio State or as Michigan, where, you know, you guys, it's hard to recruit on the same level as Alabama. The rankings may say you're top ten, but let's be honest, you know, there's a very big difference between number one and number ten, yeah. even number one and number five. Um, you know, so, you know, just watching Auburn, there there are some offensive issues there. And if Chip Lindsey's calling the plays and Gus isn't, then what's Gus doing there? Like, is that, that's, his, that's Gus's calling card is, is the fact that he can call an offense. It's the same thing with Jimbo Fisher, and at least Jimbo was bright enough to never pass that along to somebody else because yeah. it creates this weird culture where the guys aren't sure who, who to trust and who they're listening to anymore. You know, so, that, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. But, right now, and it's in his contract, Gus's contract states that he has to turn over the play call and the chip and the and what I'm hearing is our offensive line coach can't use he can't work with Chip Lindsay with the schemes, the blocking schemes he wants. So you're you're having a lot of problems. I think Chip Lindsay's gonna be fired. Uh but look at the stats yesterday. Auburn passed for three hundred and four yards. They rushed for hundred and twenty six, had four hundred and thirty. They shut Tennessee's running game down. The the reason Auburn lost yesterday, three turnovers to none for Tennessee, and especially that big back-breaking fumble Stidham had uh, for the touchdown for Tennessee, it really cost them the game. And and here's what you got to do if you're Auburn right now: you're four and three. The season's really over. Uh, anything you're going to do, I mean, you're not making a bowl probably. And if you do, it doesn't really matter. I, I could care less to make a bowl or not, unless it's a playoff. And I think that's what the playoff has created, a culture of we don't care about a bowl game as long as if we're not in the playoff. But here's what I'm – I'm Auburn's coach today. I'm getting rid of anything on the team that's causing problems and any dissension. 
And I'm going to tell Stidham, look, this offense right now is not made for you. We we can't use your strength because, A, we can't block for you. B, we don't have the running game. I think the receivers are coming along a little bit. I'm very impressed with some of what I saw yesterday. But at the bottom line is Stidham, like you said, Jonathan, is a quarterback that needs time in the pocket to, to pick apart defenses. He's not having the time. And being a quarterback's mental. This is like a kicker almost. You, your confidence. You can see him overthrowing wide open players for touchdowns. But here's what I tell Stidham. Hey, I'm sorry. The NFL is going to take you next year. You're going to go somewhere. You're going to show out. But right now, we need a running quarterback in this offense. Without a running quarterback, this offense cannot be successful. Name me a year where it's been successful without having a Cam Newton, a Nick Marshall. You saw it with Sean White, Jonathan. I mean, he's a decent little quarterback, a passer, but he couldn't run the football, and the offense just just couldn't couldn't do it. If you want to get back to Auburn football, you need Gus calling the plays right now until you find someone. Uh, and Hugh Freeze is someone that's named being mentioned, um, is coming to Auburn to be an offensive coordinator possibly next year. But how do you fix it right now? And and that's what I don't understand. I think you have to fire Chip Lindsey immediately. If you're Gus, you're responsible for this because you're going to Ole Miss next week, and they're going to they're going to take your panties off and spank you is what's going to happen. Oh, this is Ole Miss. Auburn is ranked, to me, the 13th in the SEC, and they're not close to being – they're almost at 14 right now. I think if they played Arkansas again, you could have trouble. But uh, this is this, – let me tell you, Auburn is a three-point favorite against Ole Miss, Johnson. Tell me how far you dropped in life to be a three-point favorite over Ole Miss. You were a – you were an 11-point favorite over LSU, and now you're a three-point favorite over Ole Miss. Auburn is not winning yeah. the game. I mean, it, it's a heck of a tumble. And, and, and you know, if – and it's funny you mentioned that Chip Lindsey's offense, the offensive line coach's scheme don't align because that's something that we dealt with with Coach Trickett and Coach Fisher. So, you know, th- this isn't anything, unfortunately, new to me. Um, I, 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 I mean, it, it's Don't rough. You, you have to bench him. You have to bench him, Jonathan. You he's have a to junior, bench him. right? He turns the ball over. Yeah, he's, he's, I hate it for him. I, I am sad for the kid because he is a great kid. I mean, but he, he's not intense enough. He's not. He's not. He doesn't. Football is not very serious to him in his life right now, and that's causing some problems in the locker room. I think you got to turn the keys over to somebody else. You heard that too? Yeah, I I I I heard that that there there's some issues between some of the defensive players and Stidham because football isn't life or death for him. Um you know, he after a loss, he can just shake it off and 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 move on. And I know sometimes that really that that really bothers guys. I mean, look, here's the thing. If I'm Stidham, personally, I, 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 I evaluate the situation as, you know, hey, let's say he's graduating at the end of the year on the off chance. He's graduating at the end of the year. Um, I, you know, I'm going to grad transfer somewhere else. You know, I'd let the coaching staff know now. I'm, gra- I'm going to transfer somewhere else. Obviously, I appreciate everything you did. We had a great run. Um, you know, but obviously 
this system's not made for me. Like, you know, like we thought it might be. Um, and he's going to have a bevy of suitors, um, you know, that, that, could, that, 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 that he could take advantage of, you know, at school like West Virginia, who, you know, Will Greer's graduating and whatnot, and you know, maybe even Oregon, who quite possibly their quarterback could be number one pick in the draft. You know, that's how I'd look at it if I was Stidham, or I'd ride it out and then, you know, obviously do the graduation, do the four games, and then redshirt next year, however you want to do it. But, I mean, it, you know, Auburn hasn't had a stable quarterback like him uh, stable in the sense of sitting in the pocket um, since, what, Jason Campbell was the last time you guys truly had success with a quarterback like that? Um, yeah. So, I'd say, you know, I'd say I, Cam Newton, maybe. I mean, as the season went on, maybe. I mean, but, uh, but Cam first, ran. Right. I mean, you can't, can't, Cam, Cam ran. Cam whatever he wanted to yeah, I well, see, that's the thing. I, I, you ain't playing. See, this is one of the things I, I brought up the other day. I'm like, so the best thing about Gus's system is that he took Cam Newton and Nick Marshall and said, I'm going to make this the most simplistic, dumbest system for you to run. And we're going to have the speed and we're going to have the athletes and we're going to just go, we're going to beat everybody one-on-one. All you got to do is read A, B, or C. It's very simple. You got this. And and look what happened. Two national championship appearances and a title, right? With the dumb, with the dumbed down system, I because mean, we all know that yeah. with the Cam Newton system, I mean, y'all ran like six plays for the majority of that season. You know, that, oh, yeah. that's not a and secret. You couldn't stop them. Yeah. Couldn't stop them. And then with Nick Marshall, the system was simplified because you knew that he, as a passer, he wasn't polished enough. So you had to be able to utilize his athleticism, and in doing so, you simplify the system. I mean, that, that that's easy. You know, oh, well, we're going to run the ball 40 times a game because we got Nick Marshall and Trey Mason. Okay, well, that's an easy system to run. I got you. It's like running a triple option just out of the shotgun. Um, you know, so, I mean, that, Gus needs to get back to that. He needs to get back to that simplified system. Because right, the, the, an issue you see with coaches, and you see them at, at programs, you know, that have these coaches like Ajimbo Fisher, um, you know, where you run more of a complicated system, you have an up, 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 down year. Like that new guy comes in, and, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jameis with a flash in the pan and a golden wonder at the end of the day. Because you take away Jameis, and you're like, Jimbo, what have you done? Um, you know, so it's like you, you really need to contract the system if you're Auburn. Get yourself a, a, a you know, a throwing running back. And just let him go. Yep. Let him ball out and Nick just let Marshall him utilize his athleticism. Corner. Mm-hmm. Nick Marshall was a great athlete. He was a corner. You know, he played some quarterback in high school. That's to run this system. That's what you need. I mean, when you've got the talent Auburn has and you're a three-point – I mean, even being a 15-point a favorite over Tennessee at home is a joke. I mean, they were – Two weeks ago, Auburn was a 27-point favorite over Tennessee. When they lost to uh, Mississippi State, showed problems, they went down. I wish I'd have put 100 on the money line yesterday. I'd have won two grand. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't. But here's what's going to have to happen if you're Auburn. You've got to change quarterbacks because I don't know if you watched a Georgia game yesterday. When you saw from in there there just wasn't much energy all of a sudden they put the backup dual threat in there and all of a sudden that offensive line starts pushing and pushing Auburn's offensive linemen are running run blockers really they're not set up to be pass blocking so put a dual threat in it changes everything I don't think Malik 
Malik Willis is not the answer. He's not the future. But I'm telling you what, if you want any chance to make a bowl game this year, if you want any chance not to lose your team, Monday morning when you come out, you better announce that Malik Willis will be the starter at Ole Miss. Uh, He put so much pressure on defenses with his legs. His accuracy is not bad. Um, But Stidham can't run the football. And I Mm -hmm. think it's – the coaches won't let him. But I don't want to talk about Auburn all night except the fact that I'm very frustrated that and, – and honestly, I didn't think we would make the playoffs this year. I was hoping we would. I was hoping we could win these games. But when you look at the schedule that Auburn had and seeing Alabama as dominant as they are, and uh, we'll talk about Georgia next. But, uh, you know, legitimately, I was thinking a 10-2 and two season. That's what I was – I was thinking we could beat Washington. We could beat LSU. We could beat Mississippi State. Could we beat Georgia and Bama? Probably not on the road. So 10-2 and two would have been a great season. So to go from a 10-2 and two outlook to a 6-6, six 5-7 and six, five and seven outlook, and I'm still going with 5-7 and seven unless something changes. So am I, is, that, is that being too hard, Jonathan, for me saying that if something doesn't change fast, Auburn will not make a bowl game this year? No, I mean, I, I don't, I, and I don't, I don't think that's the sky is falling. Sky is falling is saying we're going to finish four and eight. We're not going to win any more games. You know, I mean, obviously there's issues. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, and, and it's just, hey, you know, can we get to a bowl game at this point? Because if we get to a bowl game, we have those extra practices, and that's the, that's the big thing about a bowl game. If you want that bowl game just because you had those 15 extra practices that you can utilize, or if you don't make one, you don't get them. Um, but I mean, yeah, you, you know, you. The, your your November is not fun. <laughs> you got to go to Georgia and yeah. to Alabama. You know, you still got to deal with Ole Miss. You still got to deal with A&M. Granted, it's in College Station, which you guys haven't lost there yet. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it, it's a well, tough Auburn go, man. Will beat Alabama. I, Auburn will beat Alabama. Mark it down, folks. Mark it down. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I – I, I, I think I think the most fun thing I keep seeing is everybody's like Alabama's going to be or Auburn's going to be five and six going into that game, and somehow they're going to beat Alabama just because that's Auburn. <laughs> they lose no, Tennessee. You, you don't lose all Miss, but they'll beat Alabama in some stupid way. If Auburn beats Alabama, I'll cut my pecker off. Okay, I mean I'll tell you how sure I am of that. I'm going to Vegas <laughs> this week actually, and I'm buying a ticket. Um, I'm going to put $25,000 on the money line for Alabama and Auburn. And if I, if I win, I may win a hundred bucks. That's how, that's <laughs> what the odds are. But well, I want to go now to a team I, and look, I, this, it sounds harsh. I mean, I'm an Auburn guy and I always will be, but if I'm going to watch college football, I need to enjoy it. Right. I need to enjoy yeah. it. I'm still going to watch the games and enjoy it. LSU, I am falling in love with this football team. Did, not only did they beat the team I hate more, more than Alabama, but they truly came in a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. I looked at that, and I was like, free money, uh, free money right here. Take it. LSU, 36-16. And let's, let's go over the stats real quick. Georgia, we, we talked about them haven't really been tested this year. Well, they got tested on the road in Baton Rouge and got exposed. And people compare this game to last year's Auburn game. It's not. It's not the same thing. This game right here shows me one thing, or one thing for sure, there will not be two SEC teams in the playoff this year. And I think you'll agree with me on that in a minute, Jonathan. But looking at it, 180 passing yards, 
I really like Burrow being able to make the throws when he had to. He was only 50%, but he made some big throws, 200 yards. The biggest key here was no picks, but they run the ball for 275 yards on supposedly a great Georgia defense. And LSU, on the other hand, defensively shut Georgia down to 301 yards and only 113 on the ground. Um, is it time to panic if you're Georgia a little bit? Jonathan, you've got Florida coming up. You've got Kentucky coming up on the road. You've still got to play Auburn. You don't know what they're going to do. But this Georgia team, to me, is in jeopardy of possibly not winning the East all of a sudden. There was a lot of lot of problems yesterday on that team. And that's what we talked about, Jonathan, before the season started. How do you replace all those players you lost? Oh, it's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, their schedule's easy. They'll make it. But look at them. You get beat by 20, dominated, manhandled by the second-best team in the SEC, really. If you're Georgia, what do you do? What are you thinking right now? Um, I'm thinking maybe benching Jacob Easton for Jake Fromm was a mistake. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm a big Easton fan, um, you know, and, and I thought – you know, Jake Fromm wasn't that much better. And what we're seeing is Jake Fromm is in the same mold of like a Greg McElroy, um, where he's going to do enough if the rest of the team carries him. You know, and, and I, I just, I don't think Fromm is that talented of a quarterback. And, you know, Justin Fields, you know, the book on him is he's, he's supremely talented. Still bothers me because we kind of just, Jimbo just gave him to Georgia. Um, you know, I, I mean, but you have the issues where obviously they, they were replacing Isaiah Wynn, and you saw, you know, LSU's defensive line get after it, and Georgia's got some young linebackers, and guess what? You know, they kind of, they got exposed a little bit, and you can get after their secondary, and, you know, as much as people like, you know, Hardman and Ridley and whatnot, uh, as far as Georgia's receivers, that's just like the one position they can never figure out. They can never really get a true game breaker outside of when they had A.J. Green. Um, you know, and they're not utilizing the tight end. Isaac Nauta was great as a freshman. I don't know why you're not, t- you know, you're barely even looking at him now. I mean, you know, I think Georgia has a Jake Fromm issue. I've never been a big fan of his. I always, you know, I thought that team mm-hmm. carried him um, more than he carried them. And, then, I mean, you replace Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. And, look, I, Holyfield and Swift are two very good running backs. And they've got Cook and Harrion right behind them who are two good running backs. Um but it's just not the same. I mean, this team's so young, and I think there were a lot of expectations for this year, and it was why, you know, you and I talked about it, where it's like, you know, they could probably get to the SC Championship game again. The East does look like it's winnable for them. Uh, without a doubt, they shouldn't be the favorite. But, they're, you know, them contending is probably out of the question because they're replacing so much, and it was, you know, is, is this Georgia team, are they ready this year or is next year really going to be the year where you have all the, this top recruiting class will finally start playing and they'll have a year under the system? And that's what we're going to see. I mean, look, Georgia's going to be around for a while. Let's not, let's not get that mm-hmm. twisted. Um, but it's going to take a minute because Kirby's still installing his guys and his schemes and his system and his culture. You know, I mean, it, 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 there's, there's a bunch of youngins you know, who are waiting in the wings for the, the Georgia war machine. But it's going to take a minute, man. It, it is. It is. This year should not have been a championship expectation year for Georgia. It shouldn't have been. Well, we we, we know that here at Way in Sports Talk, and it's not because we're Georgia haters. We're realists. And 
And let's let's move on to another game real quick that I was very happy about that happened as Michigan State went on the road after James Franklin almost got in a fight with a fan uh, last week. He got on the stage and said he, they're going to be elite. You know, they're going to take that next step, and they get out game 407 to 390. Uh, yards to Michigan State. Let's let's be honest. Michigan State's not a powerhouse right now, but true or false, Jonathan, the Big Ten is guaranteed not to have two teams in the playoff now. Is that fair to say? Oh, it's, well, look, it's true, and look, I, 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 we're not going to get two teams in the playoff unless you count Notre Dame as no. an ACC team. You're not going to see it, and you're not going to see it for a minute. I mean, look. Personally, I was hoping we'd get two teams from a conference plus Notre Dame in. That way people would freak out and they expand the playoff right away. Um, yeah. That ain't going to happen this year. It ain't. It, it, you know, it's just, but, you know, so you need Wisconsin. Saquon Barkley is huge, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Jonathan? People think you can just lose players like this and all of a sudden your team's still going to be good. That's not how it works unless your name's Alabama. But, but they, they, they eliminated themselves last night. Michigan's jumped up mm-hmm. in the top six, and do you really believe Michigan's a good team? Be honest with me. I actually, I do. I like Michigan. I think Michigan's a good ball club. Um, you know, they they keep getting better every week with Shea Patterson. The offense keeps evolving a little more each week, uh, which is nice. I mean, I think this Michigan team's good. Obviously, they're tested this week. They got to go to Michigan State, but I think Michigan's a good ball club. I mean, look, I I picked Michigan to make the playoffs going into the season. Um, so of course I'm gonna I'm I'm still ride with him even after yeah. that tough loss to Notre Dame. Um, but you know once again, look, Jim Harbaugh's got his team up there in the top six for the fourth straight year, and people want to talk about well, is Harbaugh the right guy? Obviously, look, Harbaugh's a good coach. He is. You know, Michigan's a good program right now. You know, they they, they might not have competed for a national championship and played a Big Ten championship game yet. But look, it's a good program, and unfortunately, your biggest rival is Alabama of the North. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know what, to, what more you want from them. No, I think Michigan's a good ball club, um, you know, and, and I, I expect them to be there towards the end, still competing uh, for a playoff spot. But, look, they still got to play Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. Good luck. I mean, that's not an easy road. Well, is is the Big 12 eliminated? I think so. I think West Virginia losing yesterday – um, I thought the Big 12 wasn't going to make it anyway, but do you honestly think, just say if Texas wins out, if Texas runs the table in this weak conference and they finish with one loss to Maryland, how can you let them in the playoffs? I mean, you know, everybody loses one. Uh, it just depends on when you lose your game, right? You know, I mean, look, if Texas or Oklahoma runs the table – um, you know, if we get a rematch of those two squads, the Big 12 championship game, they both, you know, both have one loss, you know, winner of that game, whatever. I mean, they'll have a resume that's good enough uh, to be in the playoff. But, of course, it, it's all depending on what everybody else around you does, right? I mean, you know, it, it, is Notre Dame still in the conversation? It is really the main one. Because, obviously, at this point, I think we all believe that, you know, the ACC champ, if it's Clemson, um, the, uh, the Big Ten champ, Ohio State or uh, Michigan, and Alabama are probably in the playoffs, Alabama. right? Then, yeah, then you have Notre Dame. Left. Right, and then can Notre Dame run the table? Can Oregon run the table? Can Oklahoma or Texas run the table? Like, those are the questions you have right now. Um, I mean, you know, hell, for the sake of argument, you know, they're, they're still 
21 teams out there. Well, hold on, 19 teams out there, and I'm including UCF in this, who have zero or one loss. Okay, and, and technically could still make the playoffs. You know, as long as they went out, they all control their own destiny at this point, right? Because um, obviously everybody can't win out. A lot of these teams play each other. Uh, you know, so it's all depending, of course, on that. And you know, it's a little early to still be talking about. I mean, but look at it. Oregon is probably a Pac-12 front runner. They ain't even in the top ten. Um, you know, I mean, you look at uh, you know the, the Big Twelve, obviously with Texas. Who look, man? If that wasn't Texas, they wouldn't be in the top ten. If the name of that team was. TCU, West Virginia with one loss, they'd be, you'd be outside of it. You know, so yeah. that, there's this weird – I think we're all trying to figure out who's getting left out right now. And it's like, man, I'll tell you what, you look at the Pac-12, you look at the, at the, in the Big 12, you just start shaking your head and going, boy, y'all might have screwed up. Yeah, so, so tell me what happens here. And this is a big scenario, what if. So just play with me here. And, um, mm-hmm. Georgia runs the table the rest of the season – they play a 12 and 0 Alabama team in the SEC title game. Georgia beats Alabama on a last second field goal, wins the SEC. You get two SEC teams in there. So what? So do you? If Clemson's undefeated, Ohio State's undefeated, Notre Dame's undefeated, Alabama loses by a field goal in Atlanta. What happens? And this could easily happen. I'm just saying, like. There could be a scenario with three undefeated teams right there locked in. Does Notre Dame get left out? Or Clemson get left out, maybe, because maybe the ACC is not as strong. What would what do you think the committee would do at that point? Well, I think at this point, if there's three undefeated Power 5 teams, and Notre Dame is included in the Power 5 bracket, um, then they're in. And then you, you're splitting Harris between Alabama and Georgia. And the unfortunate reality in that situation is, if Georgia does beat Bama in you know like in this scenario, then the committee's going to have a real hard time because they're going to be like, well, we got to put the undefeated teams in. I mean, it, it just ain't right to to look at Clemson and Ohio State and Notre Dame and be like, hey, we know you guys played you know uh, played play a schedule and you won all your games and you're in power conferences, you know you you beat ranked teams. But you're not going to get in because Georgia upset Alabama. They're obviously the best team. Well, it's like, you know, so the debate becomes between Alabama and Georgia, and it's like, well, Georgia just beat Alabama. So Alabama might get left out in that scenario. They, they, they really could, unless the committee does what they did in 2014, which was, well, Alabama has 13 data points and Notre Dame only has 12. But, I mean, I hate using that as an example, but it was. I mean, that was a key thing that they brought up was, well, Ohio State had 13 data points. And TCU and Baylor only had 12. That's fine, but look what TCU and Baylor did in those 12. I mean, you take away Ohio State's loss, compare those 12 wins against, you know, I mean, that, that, that. Well, I want to ask I'm you not this, sure right? how the committee's so, thinking, but I'll let you know. If, 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 you're the committee, if, you're the, if you're the committee and your job is to get the four best teams in there, that's your job. Forget records, forget, I mean, you can't forget records to an extent. Forget conferences for a minute. Like mm-hmm. Clemson, you got to admit, Florida State's down this year. The ACC, yeah. Virginia Tech, loses the Old Dominion. So Clemson being undefeated, at that time, is Clemson better than a one-loss Georgia team, SEC champion, or a one-loss Alabama team? The answer to me is Clemson would be left out of this playoff. After their oh, performance last year, after they lost to Bama last year being – 
being the mm-hmm. ACC champion and Alabama destroyed them, I think an undefeated Clemson gets left out. Boom. I could see it. I'd like it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, that, that would suck. Oh, my God, poor Clemson. I'd laugh at him. I would. I'd be like, <laughs> see, look, I told you all we're garbage. Even the committee thinks, yeah, you're undefeated, but you're hot garbage. <laughs> like, like, look, man, I, 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 to make everything well, easy, you, we need sold, somebody to lose. Are you sold on Notre Dame? Be honest with me. Are you sold on Notre Dame right now? I was until yesterday. Yeah, I was too. They beat Pitt by five points. Now let's look at that schedule at Navy, at Northwestern, uh, Florida State. Florida State's got athletes. Let's not forget about that. Syracuse at USC. I mean, you look at the schedule. Who they they beat Michigan game one, but they they barely mm-hmm. beat Vandy. They barely beat Ball State. Uh, they did play good against Wake Forest. They beat a Stanford team that I didn't think was very good, 38-17. to 17. They beat Virginia Tech, about the hell, 45-23. And then the Pitt, I mean, I know everybody thinks Notre Dame's a shoe-in, you know, for this playoff if they run the table, but there could be a scenario like we just mentioned. Are they going to leave Clemson out if they were going to leave somebody in, somebody that's been there every year? Over a Notre Dame team, if you look at it, they they played really to me one ranked team. I mean, it's, I just don't know how good Notre Dame is right now. They're Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, they almost mm-hmm. lost to Pitt. They almost lost to Ball State. They almost lost to Vandy. I mean, I know Quinn's on the line. I'd like for him to chime in, but I'm not I'm not sold on this Notre Dame team anymore. I, I don't know if they can run this table. And the pressure, you got to admit, Jonathan, it gets a lot tougher as the season goes on. Once we get into November, some crazy things start happening to teams. And I don't know a team on that schedule that could beat them, but it could easily happen. Oh, well, I mean, looking ahead at Notre Dame, I mean, you still, you know, yeah, you have Northwestern. That game is wherever it is. I can't even remember now. I know it's not a Notre Dame. Florida State, I, if I'm not mistaken, Florida State is Notre Dame's last remaining home game. Just marinate on that for a second. Um, so, I mean, look, USC looks good. They look improved. And that was the big thing about USC, was we all knew they were going to start the year slow because you're playing all these freshmen. And true freshmen, not like, oh, look, it's Richard freshmen. They should, no, 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 no. Like, their quarterback is 17. Their receiver can now buy tobacco. Like, 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 it's a bunch of young boys. And they're starting to look better. This team's starting to improve. I mean, that USC, traveling to USC at the end of the year, that could be a trip-up game. Um, Florida State looks like they can hang with people. Are they going to catch somebody on a bad day? We're going to have to find out. Um, you know, Syracuse has proven that, you know, when they can gear up, they can hang with people. And that game is uh, at Yankee Stadium, and um, you know that's the night that Notre Dame's wearing those weird New York Yankee uniforms that everybody hopes they lose in. Northwestern is a very Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame just—it's weird to me because I, I want to be like I want to give them credit for their win over Michigan, but at the same time, I'm trying to split the difference between the Brandon Winbush team and the Ian Book team. Because the Ian Book offense has looked a lot much better than the Brandon Winbush offense. But, I mean, obviously you've got to use it all as a whole, but it's very frustrating to look at them, and then you see what they did yesterday, and you throw your hands up. You're like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to think no more. I, I, it's, you know, and Notre Dame fans will say, well, Pitt always gives us their best shot. 
And it's like, okay, that that's cute and all. It re- it really is. I like I like the idea of that. But look, man, it's Pitt. Pitt got beat by UCF by 31. UCF went to Pitt and whooped their dog out of them. Like so, you, you, and Pitt looks bad. So you can't tell me that it was just well they threw everything they had at us because in all reality they didn't. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. They had one drive that sustained anything. That you know the the two missed field goals I heard them in the end. But that Pitt team did not look good yesterday. They looked very bad. And Notre Dame was like, oh well, we'll match you on the badness, and you know we'll wait till the fourth quarter to pull it out. Like that game was a mess. It was an, if you're Notre Dame fan, you've got to be nervous now. Because there's five teams up well, in your schedule we, we that are better one. than Pitt. Well, we have one on the phone, Quinn. Give us your thoughts. Is, is Notre Dame a, a legitimate team right now? I know they're ranked fourth, but some of these games they played this year against very inferior opponents, they squeaked out, and I'm starting to lose my faith in them right now. Yeah, well, you have to separate between uh, Ian Book and a Brandon Winbush team. This isn't the same team that played. Winbush was in charge of the Vandy and Ball State game. They would have blew them out by 20-plus points like they did to Stanford in Virginia Tech. They're coming off of a Stanford game, which was a high game. Then they went to Virginia Tech the next week and had to deal with that and got through both of those. And then they had midterms this week. And so it was kind of let down. People want to talk about, oh, and I know I get that Pitt's not a good team, but Pitt's also upset. The last three years, they upset highly ranked teams, Penn State, Clemson, and Miami. If this was a path outside of, outside of 2012 Notre Dame, all the past teams the past few years would have lost yesterday. You know, teams are going to have bad games. I mean, Ohio State was struggling with a bad Minnesota game for most of that game. I mean, okay, just because we got beat them by five and then it styled up and beat them by double digits, I've seen other teams. Well, you act like Notre Dame's the only team that has struggled against inferior opponents. You know, it's a beauty contest out there these days because that, that's what people want to talk about. And you're right. The teams, teams struggle, and, and that's a good point you made about the, the midterms of Notre Dame. It's, it's a little tougher midterms at Notre Dame than it is at, at Auburn or somewhere. So, uh, you know, that, that's a good point and everything. But, but how do you think Notre Dame would fare playing – Alabama or playing uh, Clemson or playing some of these uh, Ohio State teams that look like they're going to make the playoffs with the consistency issue. I mean, what do you, how do you think they would fare? When, when's Wimbush coming back? Wimbush, unless Book gets hurt or something, that's the, that's the only time Wimbush will play. So, but, if Notre Dame can go undefeated, which we'll wait and see, I take it one game at a time. Um, but if the, I think I think if they can, I think on Notre Dame's best day, they outside of Bama, they can match up with pretty much anyone. I I think they could beat a Clemson team. I think they could beat an Ohio mm-hmm. State team. I mean, 
the good thing about this Notre Dame team is even if the offense is having a rough day, they they have a they have a they have a really good defense. I mean, I feel like their defense doesn't get talked about enough. But that defense is very well, good. Well, I hope you guys go in the like They have one really good unit. It's like every unit is pretty good from their secondary to the linebackers to their defensive line. It's it's all well, very well, Quinn, coming coming from me, this means a lot. Man, I hope you guys run the table. I want you to make the playoff. And I want you to make somebody get left out. And I don't know if you heard our Auburn conversations, and you're an Auburn fan too. What, yeah. what in the hell is going on at Auburn, and how do you fix that, buddy, real quick? I, I've got to get your opinion. Jonathan told us his opinion, but I haven't heard yours yet. I have no clue. And <laughs> it's really bad. Because, yeah, I, I really have no clue. I think I think the team just has to rally behind each other. I think it seems like tension is sick in the locker room, and if that doesn't get better between players and coaches and coaches and coaches, uh, then they're gonna yeah. then they're gonna struggle to win another game the rest of the year. And uh, I agree. We asked me. I want to ask you about Stidham real quick. You know, he had a 322 yesterday throwing two touchdowns, two picks. He had two very bad interceptions and a fumble that they got a touchdown on the fumble recovery. Don't you think it's time to to bring in maybe Malik Willis, a dual threat, a true dual threat quarterback, and try to open that offense up? If the players, what I'm hearing, they don't like Stidham, Maybe the offensive line's not blocking for him. They don't like him. Bringing this guy in, don't you think that's the only chance to salvage this season, really? I mean, we're not going to the playoff. When I say salvage it, means, okay, we finished 8-4 and four this year, or 7-5 and five at least, and, and we beat Georgia, we beat A&M, or somebody like that. We're not beating Alabama. Let's go ahead and get that clear. Uh, but don't you think it's time to make a quarterback change? Uh, well, the thing about that is, see, I really like Stidham, and I don't think, and I think he's the best quarterback by far on the team. But I don't know. I think, I think it would be really bad and might really, really divide things if you sit Stidham at this point, because what what has Stidham done to warrant being sat? Because I don't turn the ball over, overthrowing wide open, overthrowing wide open players for touchdowns every game, turning the ball over. Um, but I, I don't want to take anything away from Tennessee. They came in and they played. They improved a lot in their during their bye week. They they whipped Auburn's ass and and they deserved that game yesterday. But you talk about Stidham. He turns the ball like Jonathan said. He has happy feet right now. He rolls out and he's getting tackled, he holds it too long, and he throws it right to a defender. I mean, it's time. And I like him, too. He's a great kid. He he had a lot of yards. He's the only quarterback we have that can distribute the ball around the field to these receivers, but he misses wide-open touchdowns. He, he cost us the Mississippi State game, and he cost us the LSU game, and he cost us this game. 
so our three losses have been because of Jared Stidham. Was it him that cost us, or was it the coaching staff? I put most of um, this on I think the coaching it was him. staff. Well, I mean, yeah, the coaches. But, I mean, Gus Malzahn's not out there throwing it, missing receivers by 20 yards over their head wide open. Gus Malzahn's not fumbling it. And the play calling is is bad. But I'm just saying, I like Stidham too, Quinn. I like him. But I think you need to at least try to bring in another quarterback to see. Not to bench Stidham or anything, but just to see if you can find some chemistry. Because that's what this team's lacking. They don't have leadership. And if you're a great quarterback, you're a leader. And right now, Stidham's just not the leader of that team. Well, then, I don't know. I didn't... If I was in that, I don't know. It's tough. I get it. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Let's uh, let's bring on Jason real quick to talk about uh, his Oregon Ducks. I had Washington pick to beat Oregon, and I think it was Friday. The light came on and said, hold on. Washington's not that good. Oregon is going to be at home, and they're going to win that game. Jason, congratulations on a big win over a team that you despise. Yeah, it was a big win for Oregon. Um, it's it's real funny. It's um, what a difference a missed field goal makes. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Washington, where do you go? I mean, is Oregon are they good enough to win the Pac-12? Do you think they can make the playoff if they could run the table? Well, I I don't think we make the playoff, but the Pac-12 North is definitely up for grabs. For Oregon, um, Oregon has to win out. Um, I, I see Stanford losing another Pac-12 game, but I don't see Washington losing another Pac-12 game. That means you got the tiebreaker then. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like the three best teams in the Pac-12 are are on the same side over here. You have Southern Cal on the other one, but but this Oregon, I mean, you if you just took away that. That Washington or that collapse against Stanford right now, Jason would I think Oregon would be in the top four or five right now, and with a in a big conversation about being a playoff team. I I don't think they can come back from that that loss to Stanford. I don't think the Pac-12 as a whole has enough has enough uh, prestige. People don't think very highly of the Pac-12 really, and with Auburn playing the way they're doing. They beat a Washington team that was supposed to be the best team in the Pac-12. I just think now your conference is is just playing to see who can make the Rose Bowl, really. Yeah, that's that's the um, more of the story. But if Oregon does win out, and the conversation is about Oregon to get that fourth um, seed, the argument's going to be, hey, Oregon's undefeated in regulation. You know, that it was an overtime game that they lost. Granted, they sort of won. But I think um, with Ogan's um, negative is that not a conference schedule, they can't be overlooked. Yeah, but you do have a, a great quarterback, right, Jonathan? I mean, I love I love Oregon's QB. I wish we had him. Yeah, I would love to have Herbert. I know Giants fans are salivating at the chance of taking Herbert. Um, and he's just a great quarterback. He, there's a lot of things that he does, and 
and, and when when you watch him, that you, you can't teach. He's got great touch on the ball, great zip. Uh, he has a good, strong foundation. He knows when to tuck and go. And I mean, he could just make things happen. I mean, you look at that touchdown for the half, where you know he just buying time, buying time, and fires an absolute missile. Um, and I mean, you could tell how hard that ball was thrown. The receiver had to double clutch it, and obviously it was a great catch, no doubt about it. Uh, but I mean, you're not too many quarterbacks could would have actually been you know made that play. I, I love Justin Herbert. Um, you know, I know there's this conversation that maybe he'll come back his senior year uh, to uh, to try and you know make the playoff and whatnot. Uh, but I, I, I he is for sure. I mean, because going into the year it was between him and Stidham for the top you know number one pick in the draft. And at this point, it's for sure it's Herbert. <laughs> Who is the best quarterback oh. and who some team is going to pay a ransom for? Well, we know Stidham's not getting drafted unless unless some miracle happens. But yeah, uh, the Giants need a quarterback. They should have taken one this year. But the guys, college has been fun to talk about. Wanna... What, Jason? I can't hear you. The Broncos might want to hear it. Sean Alvey was at that game yesterday. So. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he'll he'll be highly sought after. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. No doubt about that. Brian? We might have lost Brian again. I don't know. Who oh. does Florida State have this week, Jonathan? Uh, we this week's our homecoming. We host Wake Forest. Uh, we've got to win that game if we have any any hopes of going bowling. Um, it's actually at the three thirty kick, so I would advise nobody watch that and everybody watch North Carolina State Clemson. Um, yeah, I mean, just hey, you know what? Your game's at noon. I won't hear nothing about it. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna go. You know what? I think I'm gonna do. I'm boycotting. Football, boycotting noon football games across the world. So, if you're playing, yeah, you're right. Ole Miss and Auburn is a noon kick, and I'm I'm betting on Ole Miss. I'm going to Vegas this week, and I'm putting a thousand dollars down on the money line of Ole Miss, and, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with it, baby. That's how we're gonna do. What do you think, Clint? Uh, Should I take Ole Miss? Yeah, it'd probably be a smart move to take Ole Miss. And I'm taking Tennessee money line to upset Alabama and Knoxville too. I'm tired of it. I'm no, just, I'm going no, all out. Th- don't waste your money. Don't throw money away <laughs> like that. So I'm gonna tell you. You know how you beat Bama, and this is honestly the God truth. Two has been kind of hurt and banged up. You need to send someone out there to knock him out. Paris ACL, that's how you get Alabama. And I think that's what you're going to see happen in the LSU game. When he goes to Baton Rouge, he will end up leaving the game. He won't even go to the tent. He'll be going to the hospital. So that's the only way you beat Alabama. I am still want to see Tua play a defense. He hasn't played one yet. Um, and, and Jonathan, he's the best quarterback ever to play the game of football all of a sudden. Everybody thinks that. He's good. But are you ready to crown him the king of football? He hasn't played anybody. I, I would like so here here's the funky thing with Tua, right? He he's obviously a really good quarterback, no doubt about that. Um and yes, it, they 
Well, Bama ain't really played nobody, pal. Um, but at the same time, the thing that benefits Tua and also kind of makes you go, hmm, is the fact that, I don't know, Jerry Judy's probably a first-round pick wide receiver. Damian Harris and Najee Harris are both two excellent running backs. You've got uh, a first-round pick at left tackle in Jordan Williams. You've probably got at least another first-round pick on the offensive line. Like, he, he, look, you've got so much talent around you, and the defense just smothers an opposing offense. And, the, you know, they, they just get so tired. I mean, the, the greatest thing that Alabama does is they score within, like, the first three plays on their first possession. It's always a deep bomb, and it's always Jerry Judy. Like, you know, what, what if Tua doesn't have Judy? How does he look? But, look, man, Tua is a great quarterback, no doubt about that. Um, I can't wait to see him play LSU. That's going to be his first big test of the year. Um, and, and LSU's ready for it. You know, they'll, 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 they'll show well. Greedy Williams will try and try and bait him into a couple of throws that he shouldn't make, you know, and if you take away Judy and you've got a good run defense, how does Tua look then, right? See, that, that, that's, that's, that's the question. Look, Tua was able to pick on Georgia because Georgia didn't have a number two corner. And when we all saw it, they kept throwing at the same guy and, the same, and you know, they kept burning the same guy. Uh, but, you know, you have Ruggs, you have Judy, you have both of the Harrises. Alabama's a supremely talented program, and that makes any quarterback's life a whole heck of a lot easier. Just ask Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron. Okay. Brian's gone again. <laughs> okay. But, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Brian here. Hey, I have two oh. upsets for you guys this week. I have two upsets for you guys this week. And Give call me crazy, but I I'm going to give you the first one. Mississippi State goes into Baton Rouge and beats LSU. Okay, that's number I mean, one. Number two. I ain't that number crazy. Number Washington State beats Oregon. Oh, please. Jason, what do you think? He's I'm still thinking my heart. Washington State upset. No, I think Washington State's going to be too hyped with game day day. And the one I have an upset that you guys are going to go crazy over. Oregon State gets the first pack of win of a cow. I said it. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean. I'll write it down. Yeah, I, I mean, Cal's starting to run him back at quarterback. So, I, mm. I mean, okay. <laughs> sure. I'll buy in. I'll throw a penny on that stock. Hey, I thought it was crazy. Okay, I tried. Jeez. That ain't crazy. <laughs> Jason, your crazy stuff is somebody's a 38-point favorite, and you say they're going to win or something. Hey, I called it you, so it was I'll tell you this. You bring Chip Kelly to Auburn. How about that from UCLA? We'll take it. Um but anyway, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, last week, I was, I was, I would think I went, what was it, twelve and four? I think last week in the NFL picking the games. Today, not so well. Didn't do so well picking the games. Um, Carolina disappointed me a little bit today. They played like mm. crap on the road against Washington. 
Um, nothing really. I mean, the Chargers took care of uh, the Browns, thirty-eight to fourteen. That surprised me. I picked the Browns to win that game at home, and they they lay an egg. But to me, Quinn, the shocker is your Chicago Bears going on the road against the Dolphins without Tannehill and losing thirty-one to twenty-eight in overtime. What in the world is <laughs> happening? How do you lose to the Dolphins, man? You got to win these games. Quinn hung up on that. That's, that's Brock Osweiler threw for 380 yards. Quinn, come back. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to send Quinn a message. Let's here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to call Quinn. Let's see. Let's call Quinn back. Hold on just a second. Let's call him. We can't let, we can't let Quinn off that easy. You don't, you don't get called on the carpet and hang up on this show. By God, we will call you. <laughs> Here we go. We're calling Quinn live right now. Quinn, where is you? Where are you? Oh, Quinn? this is Quinn. Please leave a message. Okay, hold on. Let me leave a message. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. <laughs> Hey, Quinn, this is Way in Sports Talk, and we were getting to the Bears-Miami game, and you hung up the phone when I was asking you a question. So please call back in so we can discuss why the Chicago Bears choke on the road against the Tanny Hill-less team. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we'll see if Quinn calls back in. Uh, the Panthers, like I said, they they went in a one point favorite, lost twenty three to seventeen. Uh, I picked the Colts to beat the Jets. They lose thirty two to twenty four. The Steelers did cover. I, they were underdogs. I figured they'd go into Cincinnati and win twenty eight twenty one. Hey Jonathan, the Falcons beat your Bucks thirty four to twenty nine. I know you probably expected that, but um, I didn't watch it. That game. I didn't watch it. Okay. Well, thoughts is Matt Ryan <laughs> did a good job throwing. So did so did Winston. Um, so Jason, your your in, inconsistent Dallas Cowboys won forty to seven over the Jags. That was probably the biggest upset of the day. If you think you're a three point underdog and you win by thirty three, that's pretty good. So, what happened in this game? Why did Jacksonville not show up? Um, I I don't know because that was able to find a coach those basically um all day, and Zeke Elden didn't really run the ball um really great so, um Dak just had one of his good games which is falling between so we're going on the road and right. get blown out. Yeah, well the Cowboys suck. We know that. We're not going to deny it. They won't be in the playoffs, but I'm glad at least team won today, Jason, and that's you. Quinn's team lost, my team lost, Jonathan's team lost, and your team won. Seattle made a statement going on the road at Oakland, winning 27-3. to Jonathan, John Gruden, I mean, what is he even doing coaching? I mean, Jesus, he, <laughs> what an awful, what an awful excuse of a human being coach. He should have stayed in the booth and talked about it. He cannot coach for crap. He's getting that team to Vegas. That's what he's going to do. 
and he'll walk away pretty soon because, I mean, these Raiders are pretty bad, aren't they? You trade Khalil Mack away, your team is just garbage. Oh, so you trade away Khalil Mack and then complain you don't have pass rushers. Okay. Uh, And then (laughs) now you want to trade Amari Cooper and Carl Joseph because there's there's just – there's too many high draft picks on this team. Um, what? Does, what? Like, uh, this, uh, John, I, I really won't like you. I do. I do, man. Like, I love for what you did for us in Tampa and, and, and the way you got, you know, fired, I, I didn't think was right. But uh, why? Why? Why did you wait a decade and decide, yeah, I'm going to go back to Oakland now. This seems like a good yeah. idea. No, it's not. It's not. It was a bad yeah, idea. If I was you, I would years. retire. Nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah nothing's changed. Yeah, I'll show up to the Raiders. Yeah, I'll show up to the Raiders and I'll have the 2002 Bucks defense and the 2001 Raiders offense. It'll be fine. Rich Gannon's there waiting for me. No, no, John. No, yeah. John. And and my one of my favorite teams this year in the NFL, I like watching the Baltimore Ravens come in a slight, slight favorite on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee, the, their record's a lot better than what their team actually is. Baltimore shuts them down 21 to nothing. Jonathan, I like this team, man. I like the Ravens. And uh, uh-huh. you're talking about physical. These guys are physical. They run the football. Flacco's having a great year. Could Baltimore be a team that could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I mean, I think so. Uh, Baltimore's a pretty good ball club. This is probably the best Flacco's look since that Super Bowl run. Um, I mean, they got a trio of good receivers in Crabtree, Brown, and Sneed. You got a group of good tight ends with like Williams and Boyle and Andrews and Hurst. Uh, you know, Buck Allen's been good out of the backfield as a receiver. Alex Collins. Uh, you know, real good running back. And the defense, you know, it's, this was a statement game for Baltimore because Tennessee's defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, was the defensive coordinator last year for Baltimore. And a lot of people thought Dean Pease was the reason why Baltimore, uh, you know, didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and, and the defense struggled. And they proved that today. I mean, they had 11 sacks today. The Baltimore team came out. And they were mad. They, they pitched a shutout just to prove a point. And, you know, I think this Ravens team is it, it, pretty daggum good. And, you know, it'll come down to the end of the year, and we'll we'll probably see Baltimore, New England battling out in the AFC Championship game. How about Todd Gurley, man? Today, uh, with the Rams going on the road in the snow, they get a they didn't cover. They won twenty three to twenty. Jason, tell me how good this Todd Gurley is. Got over two hundred yards on the ground against Denver. Uh, put up thirty eight fantasy points. 208 yards, two touchdowns, 17 receiving yards. Is there a better back in the NFL than Gurley, Jason? No, there's, there's not a better back. It's, it's people that love Gurley because they own him in fantasy or hate him because yep. they go up against a team that has Gurley. So um, Gurley is a very good back, oh. very good back for that system. Well, the game of the night, Jonathan, and, and, you know, usually, you know, the Patriots at night at home, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas City. I'm not buying that. I'm I'm buying Kansas City tonight um, and Mahomes to come and, and shred that defense of, of New England. Am I missing something here? Do you think Vegas has it right? 
Do you think the Chiefs will struggle? Do you think that the Patriots are back now after their slump? I'm still not buying the Patriots. And I think this line is an indication of the Patriots or the Patriots. But I think Kansas City is going to show there's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Oh, so the fun thing with Patriot lines with Vegas is they're always a little overinflated because they know the Patriot fans are going to hammer them regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, this line kind of hung tight at three and a half all week, which tells you that money went back and forth on it. Uh, you know, Kansas City's talented, but their defense is bad. There's no doubt about that. New England's defense isn't that good either. Uh, and, you know, New England got, has Edelman back, so the offense hopefully, you know, for, for their sake should look better. Uh, whereas with Kansas City, you know, they, they struggled a little bit with Denver last week, and that's not necessarily a team I, I would be proud of struggling with. I think this ought to be a decent game. Um, granted that the only time I've watched any football today was when I was eating dinner at the restaurant. So, uh, What is wrong with you, Jonathan? Really... Are you depressed? Uh, well, the NFL is just not high on my watchability list. And uh, I, I'm, I've been back home this week because uh, classes were canceled all week thanks to Hurricane Michael. And uh, so Thank I came you. back down here, and everybody just wants to hang out and uh, and have fun and, and whatnot. So I've been spending more time with friends and family, except for yesterday. Like, you know, yesterday I was like, look, man, I ain't doing nothing until 7 o'clock, and we got to be somewhere by 8. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we're going to call Big E right now and, and give him some hell. He, he hasn't been calling the show lately, and uh, I want to ask him why his Alabama team keeps cheating with steroids and getting a bye with it. We're going to have a little fun tonight before we go. You got any people you want me to call, let's call them. <laughs> you want to call your dad, Jonathan? Get on his ass? No. Your call has been forwarded no. to an automatic voice message system. Two five six Uh-oh. five zero six zero. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try Quinn one more time. Okay, is that all right? Well, y'all, he ain't gonna answer. You think Quinn got his? Yep. You think you think Quinn got his feelings hurt when uh, he takes his football serious now? The thing you got to do is you got to be a man. And, and stand up to it. I didn't run away when Auburn lost to uh, Tennessee this week. I'm here. I didn't run. I wanted to. I wanted to hide. Oh, this is Quinn. Please leave him out. That sounds like a suicide commercial or something. Somebody's voicemail. I mean, that's. That is that is just pitiful, Quinn. I mean, you know who we, you know who we should call really to talk about the Bears because Cuervo. We'll t- we'll call oh, Cuervo no. real quick and see if he'll answer. You don't oh, like Cuervo? No. I love Cuervo, but I have a feeling he's gonna be mad. <laughs> I could call Sonny for you. I know how much you love Sonny. I love Sonny. Yes, very much yeah, so. Sonny I adore about him. One game and he'll he'll go to another game and talk about some bullshit. I don't want to hear about Des Bryant anymore, Sonny. Thank you. We'll call Sonny. Please don't. Oh, just for you, Jonathan. For you. Hell, we 
We can call Sonya. <laughs> she'll say, she'll say, Road Tide, Cuervo. Man, nobody is on the phone. I know it's coming up. It's coming up from a New York number. That's the problem. Well, Cuervo, set up a voicemail for God's sake. Uh, I tried to. I tried to end the call and it won't let me, man. Yeah, man. Okay, there it goes. Jason, I mean, Washington State is going to beat you this week. Okay? Just mark it down. Oh, I know who I'm calling. I'm sorry. Give me just one second. This guy hates, he's the biggest Auburn fan you'll ever meet, and he, he hates. Gus Malzahn, like he he would kill him today if he could. Let's call him real quick before we go. Is that okay with y'all? If we do that. Yep, Brian, I'm chilling. <laughs> you gotta go with the flow sometimes. Forwarded to an automatic us. voice message system. Two, oh, five, wow. Nobody hey, you want an upset? Yeah. You want an, you want an off the wall crazy upset? Yeah. Purdue over Ohio State. I'm in. I'll buy it. I'm going to bet it in Vegas this week. Purdue can at Purdue call my at little night. Nephew. I'm calling my little nephew. He's a high school quarterback star, and he's an Alabama fan, so let's, let's give him hell. <laughs> Brian, you were bored. No, I'm just I'm just frustrated. Quinn just put me on tilt. You know? It's Porto Houston. We're going to call my brother. My brother thinks he's, he's, he's God of knowing everything about football. Go figure, huh? <laughs> Astros are up four to two on the Red Sox right now. By the way, top of the third inning. Astros are up. What's the series on that? Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please try your call again later. Announcement one. I've never, I've never called people and nobody answers the phone. What am I? O for five tonight. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I wish I had Gus Malzahn's phone number. Hey, Brian, has there been a line for the Cougar Duck game? Yeah, Washington State opened up a two-point favorite. And oh, it's gone Perfect. to Oregon. It, it, it went to Oregon as a, a two-point favorite now, I believe. A lot of smart money went on your ducks right there. So yeah, it's opened a two-point dog, and now they're a two-point favorite. That's a that's a huge uh, swing in a night, and Jonathan four points. That's a big swing. So uh, I'm just giving you hell about that, Jason. I'll be pulling for Oregon to oh, win. I know. It's just I know. Pe- I people that look at Oregon, they have a perception of Oregon being a home team, and they are. They have a big home field advantage. I'm going to go bid to them one day in Oregon and watch it, but. Washington State, they don't know the meaning of running the football. They don't even try to run. Jonathan, I think it was one game a couple weeks ago where Washington State didn't even attempt to rush. 
They they threw it every down. And so to beat Oregon, I think you've got to be able to run the football. Am I right on that? You've got to be able to run and you've got to be a little physical. Washington State's not a good matchup for Oregon, I don't think. We're favored by 10. Sorry. Um, well, so my, Who do y'all play? Mike Leach has Who do y'all play, Wake Forest. It's, it's homecoming for us. We got Wake Forest. Are you going? Um, no. <laughs> Am I going? Why? Why would I bother? Look, man, I love my team. You're a student. And I, I love my team, and I like my school. But look, man, and there probably there there really is nothing else going on in that time slot, so I probably should go. Um, but a, it's a three thirty game in Florida, not not high on my on my on my list. Um, B, I don't really like being in the student section. If I can be completely honest with you, um, I know I don't. C, except for the I don't girls. really like being in the stand. Oh yeah, that's about the only yeah. Uh, C. Uh, I'm just really not a huge fan of being in the stadium in general, uh, unless it's a night game. Um, and D. Too damn hot, I guess. We're three and four. Like, I, I, you know, if we beat Miami, yeah, I'd be there. I would. You're, you're better than Auburn, at least. You can't prove that. <laughs> oh, I can. Not I much. can prove it. I mean, y'all beat Arkansas by 27 or whatever, 30 points. We beat Samford by 12 thanks to a backdoor pick six. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so no, somebody I, on our I, show is getting married soon, at least, and it's not you, Jonathan. So, Jason, you're you're getting married. When's your wedding day going to be? Are you going to wear uh, an Oregon uh, Are you going to wear an Oregon tuxedo or what? Um, I'll probably wear a tinted tux. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you getting married? Are you getting married in a church or Vegas? Um, I'm married, <laughs> I'm getting married where I live at. We have a basement and it's going to be all decorated and whatnot. So, hold on, yeah. hold you on. Should, You're getting married in a basement? Should so well, wear the Oregon duck. like an office type space. And it's, it's are we invited cheap. to your wedding? Or are, are we invited to your wedding? Yeah, hey, what if, is this? Hey, if I get addresses, I'll send you guys an invite. Uh, I'll get you guys' addresses. Well, at least you're not getting married outside. At least we'll be in a basement. How big is that basement? I'm in a basement right <laughs> now. And I don't think we can have a wedding in here. It's pretty big, you know. Hey, all I know is the time and the place, and I can't eat till after I get my tux off because I'm a messy eater. And there ain't going to be <laughs> no whiskey, so I got to drink into my plate. So. You should not gonna so be wear the Oregon either. Duck mascot. You need to get the Puddles costume. <laughs> the Puddles. So, so who's your best man in this wedding? My best man is my brother. So, yeah. Good choice. What's the bachelor party going to be like? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have a bachelor party. It's my second oh, marriage. Oh, man. <laughs> You've been married before? Well, yeah, this is my 
Yeah, I've been married before. You should know that. You helped How me with you? the divorce. I'm telling <laughs> you. What, what do you mean I helped you with the divorce? You you called me after my separation, okay, and you calmed me down pretty much. You don't remember that? I do. That's well, what I was, I did a lot of drugs back then. I did a lot of drugs back then. What did I tell you? <laughs> don't want the um, white shit. Give it space. Oh, yeah, but I do remember that now. You. I remember. Yeah. See, I gave uh-huh. great advice, didn't I? Yeah. Well, How old are you, Jason? 28? Um, no, I'm 31. 31. Okay. You got any kids? Nope, no kids. Uh, time to start popping a few out. I don't know if I told y'all this, but we are expecting a baby girl uh, at the end of February. Yeah. Uh, well, she can't. Uh, she can't. Look, look. I, I love y'all. She cannot be born on February 28th. I cannot share a same birthday as your daughter. <laughs> that could be that could be a day, Jonathan. I'll make sure we induce on the twenty eighth then just to share that birthday with you. And, uh, well then I gotta come up. <laughs> uh no, right? Yeah. I I, so I, I, I almost called you when that hurricane was coming. Time. You could hey, anytime you need a place to stay, man, you just call me and be on your way. You don't have to I mean, I've got a basement. It may not be big enough for a wedding, but uh, I'm a hell of a man cave. We've got a nice leather couch with a 60-inch 4K TV and a recliner and an Auburn. It's decked out in Auburn right now, but I may have to change. I think I'm changing the Bama fan. Don't do that. I think I'm, I'm making oh, a no, no. Oh, God, no. Brian, Brian, what are you, you drinking? Hey, somebody, we got somebody on the line right here. Let's get him up right here. You're on way in sports talk. Is this Tyler? Yes, sir. What are you doing calling me? I called you and you didn't answer. This is my little nephew right here. He's a senior in high school and he's an Auburn fan. Ah, uh, heck no. You know better than that, Uncle B. Uncle B, I haven't been called that in a long time. So if anybody wants to know Uncle B, that's that's uh, that's that's me. I'm Uncle B. Uncle B. So I'm calling Tyler, you that from, tell me I'm, what. That's your me, name from now on. Tell, tell me, tell me what's happened to my Auburn Tigers, man. What is going on? Uh, well, the head coach is the problem, sir. Don't call me, sir. Smart kid. Yeah, he is a smart kid. Tyler's a good kid. He, he let me tell you, how much do you weigh, Tyler? About one seventy. One seventy. And let me tell you about this: the strength of this kid. He bench presses over three hundred pounds. He runs a four mm-hmm. five forty, and he squats. What is it? Four twenty, Tyler? Is that what you squat? I squat about four twenty, four twenty five. See, look at this kid. I mean, tell me Auburn couldn't use him right now to come in and play running back. So, Tyler, you graduate this year. We're going to get you a scholarship somewhere to play. Now, now, Jonathan, just just be honest with me, Jonathan. If you if you know this kid can run a four or five, and let me let me tell you this, he's white. Okay, just in case people didn't know, a white <laughs> kid that runs a four or five that bench. Three over three hundred and squats four twenty five. Don't you think he could walk on and play somewhere in football? 
I mean, he's one of those guys that sounds like a, a surprising athlete. He's, he's, you know, he's probably quicker than he is fast. Um, you know, all those other Christian McCaffrey isms. I mean, yeah, look, man, you're four, yeah, yep. you can do that. You can probably go walk on and play ball somewhere. I mean, that's easy. Just don't do it at Bama because you ain't never going to play. That's right. <laughs> so, so here's what you do, Tyler. Here's what you do. You you pick a school you want to go to. And and Tyler plays in Albertville, Alabama. They're not knocking down the door at Albertville, Alabama for for anything. But what you need to do, what coaches like are kids that approach them and pursue them. Get yourself a tape of you and your highlights. This is a guy that ran almost 300 yards in one game. Get your highlights. Show up to practice. Walk on. Um, impress them with your speed, your work ethic, your strength. And I'm telling you what, man. Look at look at the Baker Mayfield. The guy never even got an offer after high school. Came in. Won a Heisman Trophy and is the first pick in the NFL draft. So you don't need scholarships to make it a name for yourself. You just need an opportunity. So don't ever give up on your dream, Tyler. Ever. So you keep going. You're too strong. You're too good. And you're a good kid, too. That's the main thing. You're a good kid. Thank I you. wish I was as good as you were as an athlete. I'd, I'd be playing in the NFL right now at 41. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know you would be. Here, here, here I am. I'm. I weigh 185, about 180-85. I bench press about 50 pounds. Um, I can squat. I can squat my 20 pound son, 30 pound son, and uh, and I'm a hell of an athlete. So, so Tyler, the way you, the way you, as strong as you are, man, you just. I don't know how you got that strong. You didn't take after me. But uh, you just need to keep grinding it, man. So oh, Alabama, tell t- tell me tell me the secret to their success. Is it steroids? No, it's just hard work and dedication. And they got one of the be- they got the best coach that's ever lived. And Dodge Chargers that's ever lived. Yeah, I think two is overrated. I think Stidham's overrated. Uh, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, I think Tua Tua is a Hawaiian, Tyler. Name me some Hawaiian quarterbacks that have been successful in the NFL. Marcus Mariota. He did. He's, uh, well, hold he on. He's, 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 he says successful. Even though they yeah, uh, lost one one night to the Ravens, that means he's not successful. Tua. Tua hadn't played a defense yet, okay? He hadn't played. He played Holy Cross, the school of the deaf and the blind. He played Arkansas. He showed out against a tough Louisville team. So I'm here to tell you, when he goes to Baton Rouge, he'll be carried off in a stretcher. Nah. And then you got to deal with Auburn coming into town. You know, Good grief. You know That's going to be a bye week. What? Auburn? Yeah. Wait, hey, if, as long as we can hurt Tua, we, we got it, man. That's what we're going to do. Well, if y'all, hurt him. if y'all can't beat Tennessee, then y'all are in trouble. Yeah, we are. I don't think we win another game the rest of the year. And let the, I think we play Holy Cross or somebody like that before <laughs> we play the Iron Bowl. So, 
We can, we can get to that fifth win going help. in. I, I, you know, get, give me your prediction real quick. Auburn, Ole Miss, who wins next week? Oh, Where's the fight at, Uncle B? It's a, at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss will win by 10. Uh-huh. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm with you right there. Jonathan, who do you pick in that game? Um, the over, the under, the the I don't know, man. That game's stupid. <laughs> no, that game's dumb. Over is gonna hit. Yeah, I mean, is it? You guys know. have to it's score stupid. for it to hit. Auburn. Wait, wait. wait so, so here's my question. Hold on now. Here's my question. How come your family's like all Alabama? And you're Auburn. What are you with some black sheep? He's he's messing yes, black sheep. My dad, Rebel. let's go back to the history. My dad is an Alabama fan. He was. He's dead now. Um, both of my brothers are Alabama fans. Tyler right here is an Alabama fan. I'm the Auburn fan. I'm the only one with common sense in the family. Yeah. Where, where, where's you don't like at? giving players cars? Call him. Tyler, where's your dad? I tried to call him, and it, it's like he didn't pay his bill or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he hasn't paid his bill. He's got to pay it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I got a brother so that buys the phone by the minute. He buys minutes on the phone. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know people still did that. <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan. You, you, tell, you tell Tim I said he's a candy and that Auburn will be coming for him at the end of this year. Yeah, well, we, he ain't going to be worried about it. Well, I'll tell you, Alabama <laughs> plays Tennessee this week, and what's going to be funny is Tennessee will get beat by 60 points. That'll make us look a lot better, too, when when Alabama goes oh, yeah. into Knoxville and beats them by 60. So, so we'll see. Well, guys, it's been fun. It's time to get to watch the football game. We're going to watch the Patriots and the Chiefs tonight. So, Tyler, call back into the show next week when we, we talk about that Tennessee upset over Alabama, okay? <laughs> I'll make sure we'll talk about that Alabama dominant performance over Tennessee. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back Sunday night, same time, same place, same channel. And I'm praying that Auburn figures out a way to to beat Ole Miss 13 to 11. Okay, that's my prediction, 13 to 11. Three right. to two. All right, guys. So, bet the under, okay? Bet the under. So, Tyler, I'm in Vegas this week. Is there any bet you want me to place for you while you're there, while I'm there? No, nah, you ain't got to place no bet. I know. You don't have any money. <laughs> you won't pay me. <laughs> Why are you going to pick on a little nah, man like that? You, that's, that's the good about being a high school kid. You don't have any bills. You just. You haven't made Tyler just wait until you until all those bills start hitting you. Mortgage, car, <laughs> I'm, cell phone, cable, I'm for, I'm internet, water. I, I'm still scratching my head that I have to pay somebody I have to pay somebody to come pick trash up at my house. <laughs> I have to pay to flush the toilet after I take a dump. <laughs> I mean, what kind of world do we live in? Uh, uh, I don't know. But anyway, guys, y'all have a great <laughs> week, and um, God bless, and God bless Auburn. They need it. All right, Uncle yeah, B. Yeah, they do. All right.
<laughs> All right, see y'all, Uncle B. Uncle B, Jonathan, you can't call me that. <laughs> I just. <laughs> uh, thanks, God. Y'all have a good one. All right. All right.